The following is a paid program and does not necessarily reflect the opinions of the staff or management of visionary-related entertainment. Aloha Maui Nui! Hey, this is Josh Border here. How you doing? And Jason Verricart. <laughs> this is the Solar Coaster, episode number 41. Hey, this is 41, guys. And uh, we are a renewable energy theme talk show right here in lovely Maui County. Uh, we uh, can be found here um, on, on 1110 AM at 105 PM every Friday uh, of, of the week. And uh, we, uh, we, this is episode number 41. It was actually the, so- the solar coin episode. It's the solar coin episode, folks. I think we might be experiencing a little bit of technical difficulties with Jason's. Oh, we'll get Jason back online in a second here. here, but we'll roll through it. And so we'll start out with some housekeeping. We'll get Jason online in a second. And so basically, uh, Fridays at 1.05 p.m., we can be found here at KOI 1110 AM, 96.7 FM, Central Maui. 96.5 uh, Westside, 98.7 FM Upcountry. Call-ins are welcome. This is a call-in show. So 242-7800 is our call-in line. That's 242-7800. We do like uh, having uh, call-ins, and that helps the show kind of get along quite a bit. We got some interesting content today. Maybe people out there would be uh, stoked to learn about SolarCoin, right? We, uh, we have a website, too. Okay, and it's uh, solar-coaster.com. Solar there he is. There He's he is. back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're back. Yeah. Who can fill air? No one can fill air like Josh Porter. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Jay, welcome. Welcome, no, I, man. I, I figured out my problem. I had the live stream up as well as soon as Jonah came in. I, had, I doubled everything for me. It was fantastic. So I, th- I think we've turned our hand a little bit here. We got a little bit of, of, a, of a technical fix here with Jason, and we got him remoting in from the store somewhere else. So uh, we're going to... we're gonna Telepresence device. <laughs> telepresence yeah. device. Leave it to Jay Verkart. And... <laughs> So, so uh, solar-coaster.com. Jay, you want to tell us about that? Sure. Go to the solar-coaster.com website. You can listen live. Uh, check out the live stream, which we actually have up on YouTube. That was, of course, my technical difficulty just now. But you can actually jump in the studio with us. Uh, your own very personal telepresence device. Uh, you can also go down the, down the website there and sign up for the mailing list and or send us questions, comments. If you can't call into the show or you're too embarrassed to call into the show, go right ahead, fill in the form there, and you can get in touch with us right there. Yeah, nothing to be embarrassed about. If you guys do have questions, please jump on board. This is an exploratory show. We learn together. Super fun on Correct. the coaster, right? Um, we do have a streaming live, like Jay said. If you want to check that out on our website, and uh, you know, please do follow us in whichever kind of mechanism or, or platform is, is is easiest for you. Um, we have some sponsors. Uh, the Solar Coaster has sponsors and has kept us on the air for. Yay. Quite a while now. I mean, darn near. Uh, I don't know. We're approaching a year soon. We're, 40, we're approaching 41 a year. Episodes. We are. Forty-one yeah. episodes. You know, right around the corner from our our, our, our annual our birthday party. Uh, Maui Solar Project, Tabuchi Electric America, Sonam Battery, Pika Energy, and I'm not going to tell you yet. Next week, I'll tell you who the new sponsor. Next is. week. Next week. Yes. <laughs> so we got another one coming online too. So thank you so much to all our sponsors that keep us on the air and help the solar coaster do its thing. All right. So uh, one announcement on behalf of a, so- of, of, a, of a sponsor is that we have a um, Maui Solar Project uh, uh, has a new um, booth at the Queen Kawamana Center Mall opening up Monday uh, the 19th 
and we're going to be talking about uh, solar and new technologies and all the cool stuff we talk about on air. You can actually be able to see, in some cases, actual physical examples of. You're going to be able to see spec sheets. You're going to be hear from our, cons uh, our energy consultants, of which there are two in the room presently. Hey, here we go. Right. Hey. <laughs> we got, uh, we got yep. Jonah. Yeah, it's, it's me, Jonah, and we also have Jason Fellerman here live in the studio. Want to say aloha, Jason? Aloha. Oh, another it's pleasure to be here. The Sultan of Solar. <laughs> the Sultan of Solar. He threw this at me when he first came in. And what did you say? The Sultan? Yeah, it was crazy. Right, it's crazy. So um, we are, and Jason is our, our guest here. He's, he's a, a renewable energy consultant with Maui Solar Project. You'll be able to meet Jason as well as Jonah out at Queen Kalamano Center Mall. Um, you know, we're going to have a booth there, or not a booth. It's a kiosk, I think it's friends. Kiosk. Uh, and we'll have that open seven days a week, so you can learn all about solar all the time. Uh, and uh, we, but we'll have uh, our con consultants there uh, to talk, probably between like you know peak times, like two to six p.m. ish, something in that territory. So come on in, meet us, and talk all about solar with us, and, and learn about what's going on in this wonderful new world. So um, okay, so that's that's the housekeeping. We got all of our, our tech up and running. Everybody's good. Everyone's I think present. So. Yeah. We're yep. rocking and rolling, baby. Okay, excellent. So Thanks. we're going to hear all from um, uh, Jason Fellerman, along with being a, uh, a, a Maui Solar Project energy consultant. He is also a, a, a cryptocurrency um, aficionado expert, uh, you know. <laughs> Long-time user, Long early time adopter. User, early adopter. There you go. There you go. So uh, you are our guest speaker today. So Jason, thank you so much for coming in the studio. Can't tell you how much I appreciate it. I'm super excited. This is really awesome being able to share all the new things that are going on with solar and cryptocurrency. It's unbelievable. It's a new world. It is totally a new world. And and after I talked with you last night, I was like, you know what? Actually, this is how this went down, right? J uh, Jason came into our sales meeting and he, sh he showed us this uh, one sheet on solar coin, which is one of the core com talk points for today, talking points for today. And I was like, wow, it looks really cool. And then we finished up. That our was a great game. infographic. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, later on in the day, I'm talking with Jason about, oh, we got, a, we got a roster of shows, right? We got some really cool shows lined up. But I was like, I can't think about anything but solar coin. <laughs> it's a really, <laughs> really, really exciting thing. It's new because, you know, it, it brings together a lot of things that people aren't really expecting that it brings yeah. together. It's a concept that if you're into solar, and if you're a little curious about cryptocurrency, bringing, uh, seeing these two things happen will really excite you. It's, it, it is really mind-blowing. And, and anyway, after that kind of revelation, I was like, all right, I just got to kind of scratch my own itch on this one. So I, call, I called up Jason. I'm like, Jason, Verkart. And I was like, hey, Verkart, uh, I think we should do SolarCoin. Are we, are we going to do this? And he's like, yeah, I can see Jay was digging it. And I called Absolutely. you up and, and I pitched you late last night. I was like, let's just do the radio tomorrow. What do you think? And he's like, yeah. And Might then, as well. and, and kudos to you for taking the bull by the horns and just going for it. I love it, man. It was awesome, you know? Well, you know, I did do uh, drama in uh, senior year in high school, so I didn't have to <laughs> oh, play God. sports. So I do have that, that backing right now. I'm really uh, resting on my laurels right now. But I'm going to do the best I can to be entertaining and informative. <laughs> well, uh, if I, I think I've got a sense for you, so I think you're going to do great. So uh, we're going to jump into our news and events section. We're going we're gonna to dig into some of the cool things that are happening in the world of which there are many. And yes. then after that, we'll jump into a cryptocurrency and dig in. And, and you know, and Jason, feel free to, I'm going to say Fellerman and Verikar for the show, okay? So there Fellerman, feel free to jump in at any moment, okay? Right. Jay, you ready to do our news and events? Yeah, let's do it. Here we go. All right. All right. So no news. Let's no news music. <laughs> <laughs> let's take a look at what's going on globally, Jay. Did you see that article that I put out the, uh, earlier about the uh, about from Utility Dive? The first one, yeah, from Utility Dive, how solar owners post-hurricane demand for batteries could impact utilities. This is really interesting to me uh, because they're looking at it from the other side of the, the, the puzzle. Um, everybody who 
went through some severe weather or was watching the severe weather over the past year, uh, really got a sense that, you know what, having some battery backup would not be a bad idea. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's a really obvious thing for that, from that respect, but there's actually a lot more that comes from it. Um, and, and specifically with the fact that you'd be able to use, once you put this battery in, you are able to store and use more energy than you would have otherwise. Sure. Yeah. And then, your, own, your own energy. Yeah. Yeah. And we're seeing, you know, what's interesting about this, I think, is that if you were to go back a couple of years, there was still this discussion of, hey, what's the ROI of battery? It's not going to work. It's too expensive. And then you come, come a few years down the road and you have some deployments put in place, right? Then you have mm -hmm. some, and simultaneous to that, you're seeing a squeezing of the cost, right? So like the, the, right. the, the cost of, of storage is just straight coming down and coming down uh, yep. precipitously. It has been coming down precipitously. Yeah, it very it's well made. It's a steep curve. It very well may plateau, actually, now, where we're at mm -hmm. now, and we'll look more into that and talk more about that. But what's really amazing is that you see this kind of, you know, th these deployments happen, and then we have these extreme weather events. We have, what, yep. what was it? It was, I can't even remember them all. There's so many of them. There was Texas, yeah, right. there was Florida, there's Puerto Rico, and those are the ones that our news captured and kind of actually focused in on in the United States. But, I mean, there's stuff happening all around the world at this level. And in, and in right, these environments, right. there actually were some solar plus storage systems. And you know what it turned out? It like saved the communities, right? So it was like, and people were, uh, people that had the solar plus storage in their, in their home. Remember that woman with Sonin Battery, one of our sponsors in, in, in Florida, and she had uh, a system set up and then like the entire community was coming in, charging their phones, taking care of each other, you know? And so that's kind of, now we're in this uh, almost like post proof of, uh, of, of concept or proof of utility uh, environment and now we're seeing that hey you know this is uh, something that really is going to happen globally we're seeing that that people are trying to figure out how to value the um, how to how to almost uh, quantify the value that's presented by resiliency for the for the electric grid and for for our lives right. Yeah, so that's that's what this article is all about. They go into uh, specifics. They used a 2015 survey um, for the to, to kind of value the benefit. It's like how much work was lost, how much I mean for businesses, oh, wow. you know, how much. Yeah, all this all this stuff went into it, and they were actually able to put a value of um, was it two thousand three hundred sixty eight dollars per hour of, of outage, right? Two thousand dollars per hour of outage. So that, so, so you want two two thousand three hundred, so almost it's more if you want to round up two thousand four hundred, but two thousand four hundred dollars per hour of outage for um, any for residential customers. Mm. So that's 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 what the actual value is. That's amazing. <laughs> and so if you so then you if you add that to your current uh, return on investment model for your solar system, it almost it basically doubles. So, okay, let, let me just see if I understand that. So, $2,400 <laughs> per hour. So, we're saying that if you were yep. able to provide 24, like, no, let's just say 10 hours of independence, is yep. that what I'm hearing? That that's worth $24,000? Yes. $24, yes. Uh, over the lifespan of the system? Over the lifespan of the system, Gosh, right. Yeah. It's not just not just that one that's crazy. particular hour. That is amazing. <laughs> I, it's who, still a huge, it's a huge number. And it, like I said, it basically halves your um, net present value. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! So uh, there you go for uh, for for all the uh, ROIers out there, <laughs> the yep, ROIers, yep. Uh, and that's a big conversation. Well, think about it. Think about it. Honestly, I mean, it, for, just for me, I mean, it, it annoys me no end. We live up country. I lose power once a month for about forty-five minutes. Yeah. But God, that forty-five minutes is annoying. It always comes at the worst possible time. And how much is your time worth? Seriously, that's interesting, and that 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 answer varies. But I mean, I yeah, think that's for, very, for sure. For sure. I for think sure. that's very interesting, and I think that um, you know. 
uh, it'll be fun to uh, put that into a proposal and say, hey, this is what <laughs> this utility time said uh, and see how people at, respond. At the to end that. of the day, is do you value the resiliency or not? Yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to put a number on it. And yeah, they were for sure. like I said, they, they went through a big customer survey there and there were businesses on this list and everything else. And when they're down they're they're losing money. And I think that probably overinflated the value a little bit. Wow. But honestly, okay. still th think about it when you uh, when you go into purchase. Very good, very good. So that was Utility Dive. Uh, they're talking about a variety of things there. The title of it was How Solar Owners How Solar Owners Post-Hurricane Demand for Batteries Could Impact Utilities, and that was the kind of our key takeaway there, right, Jay? So let's right. take a look yeah. at uh, nationally. We, we considered that a global uh, discussion because that's going to affect everybody around the world. Let's look at some of the things yep. that are happening nationally. Uh, you know, one of the big conversations is the tariffs and what's going to happen and what's going on. It doesn't look like solar is going to miss a beat here, right? But this is one article yeah. from Green Tech Media, a great go-to source, uh, and it says solar is going to win bigly i love that i love that word bigly it's a great word <laughs> you said you said that <laughs> it says the title of the article <laughs> i know i know i know um this is this is this is another one that, that's really really interesting we talked before there are basically two thresholds where um when you're taught when utility scale stuff when utility is looking at or, or companies are looking at making a utility scale power plant right they basically want a return on their investment as well. That's what they're looking for. Mm. And so if building a coal-fired plant is more expensive than building the same amount of solar, then they're going to build the solar because right. it's cheaper. So that's the first threshold to mass adoption is when you're building new plants. The second threshold is when it's actually cheaper to build a new solar plant than keep buying the coal. Right. <laughs> and so for an existing plant. We haven't reached that threshold yet, but the graph down this this in this particular article clearly shows the trend. It's a very steep curve. Do you see it? It's it's about a quarter of the way down the page. Uh, it shows all the little, um, the, the blue dots are all mm -hmm. the little solar, and, and it, it cuts right through. This, they actually use natural gas for this one right. uh, because it's, natural gas is more common on the mainland. It's, yeah. But, um, and we do use diesel here. But, uh, but it's, you can clearly see this, this intersection at around the late 2015, early 2016 kind of line, kind of line uh, where building new solar passed natural gas. Unbelievable. It's such an exciting time, right? There's so much happening in this space. You know, we talk about the title of the article after you get into it is why solar is on a path to dominance. I mean, it's not, yeah. it's not ambiguous, right? And no, then, no. Well, know, that's, that's that line. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's, it's, and, it's really hard to argue. You know, we just, we just got out of a conversation with this uh, amazing fellow named Andre Richter. Out of, uh, he works for an organization called Meyer Berger from Switzerland. Uh, Switzerland, right? It's, the, uh, it's a mm -hmm. tool man, tooling manufacturer for bifacial panels. And he, was, he had just got off a plane from China, and he said he was looking at a – we're going we're gonna to have a show on this, I think, right, Jay, later on down the road. He was witnessing a 50-gigawatt – solar installation <laughs> in western china about 1500 miles west of shanghai and they had four 1.1 megavolt transmission lines uh moving that power over 1500 miles dc into shanghai so this is what's happening in large-scale solar in china <laughs> yahoo i was i was going to call you on the gigawatt thing it's gigawatt but um how do, how do the austrians say a, it because he kept saying gigawatt so i just went for did it he really yeah <laughs> he's but he's watched back to the future too many times <laughs> <laughs> um, 
No, that that just the, the the high voltage DC number that you just quoted though is insane. Are you sure that's accurate? I'm telling you, I, I have I have recorded. I'll play the recording on the next show if you okay. want. <laughs> so, do, well, do. I mean, the largest I've seen I think across the country, and Eric Lacau is a good friend of ours, and he said he's listening to the show, and he's a power engineer and an attorney, mm-hmm. so I think he's going to be able to give me some feedback on whether that's real or not. But uh, they, yeah. uh, the highest I've seen in the articles across the country is about six hundred thousand, right? So right, right. about half of that. Uh, and that was mm-hmm. what uh, Andre was so uh, excited about, you know. So we're definitely right. seeing um, some amazing things happen in CNI space, large-scale solar across not only the country but the world. And it doesn't look like these tariffs are, are going to get in the way. Yeah, no, right? absolutely not. And that's and that's kind of what we're going to talk about next is that that um, solar panels are just ubiquitous, right? And they're they're, they're basically everywhere. Uh, people had stockpiled them last. I mean, we were we were talking about it all, every, pretty much every day um, that people were stockpiling panels because they were afraid of where the tariffs were going to go. Um, we basically bought uh, large warehouses of panels pre-tariff, mm. and those are fine. Any of the projects that were um, in process already have gone past that point they had they had either purchased the panels and they're already incoming so they're exempt from tariff mm. uh i mean it's just, we we avoided the majority of this yeah it'll be interesting to see i mean actually it does kind of feel like there was a bit of a balance you know i've been on a conference call the other day with a bunch of uh, other kind of company uh leaders across the country in the renewable energy space and they were talking about how the cni space could see a little bit of a slowdown but like you were going to have the build out with the existing panels that were kind of captured pre-tariff. And then once mm-hmm. that 5% uh, reduction of the tariff hits uh, in, in, in 19, that we may see a, an, another ramp in the CNI uh, kind of space in the really big installs because they're having a rough time keeping it uh, south of a buck a watt. And, and that, right. that 5% actually is pretty relevant right there. So uh, yeah, I mean, geez, was that, and then was that out of that ARS Technica uh, article, Jay, or was that from the, the same article? That was a different one. Yeah. I don't remember which article. <laughs> well, which one do you want to? Which one do you want to do for the for the rest of national? Uh, let's do to do. Let's go into no. That's that's. I want to talk about this though. This is uh, expanding solar in low income communities. Yeah, me this too. is uh, you would actually you would actually um, put this into the end of national, um, and it really does. Um, so this is this whole article uh, again from Green Tech Media, uh, February sixteenth. So just now um, is all about how trying to get solar into low income is is fraught with challenges but can be done the issue is that it, it's it's who pays the bills um because uh, it all it all comes down to that return on investment mm. and who's going to actually get the benefit from installing solar in these communities um or specifically specific housing um a lot of places have a number of low-income tenants behind a single meter mm-hmm. which makes things more difficult mm-hmm. um and then and then who actually pays for the building so there's so many different um people there with their with with a stake in it and yet right. no one's quite sure how to how to how to do it right well, well, yeah i'm actually working on some of these projects and of course i won't mention the projects themselves but i mean you know similar mm-hmm. kinds of, first of all we have community solar that just got permitted they're permitted yep. or approved yep. right for uh hawaii and we're actually behind the eight ball on that this has been happening across the country for a while and that was blue planet foundation some of our friends and colleagues out there that actually kind of shock on that legislation one of hank rogers initiatives um and uh, we had melissa miyashiro on a couple shows back and she was talking about the uh, approval of community solar that's fantastic 
fantastic. That's a way to reach these underserved communities. You know, in addition to that, we have uh, third-party power purchase agreements, right? And that's been happening for years, but we're starting to see maybe those 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 communities weren't serviced uh, completely, and those are opportunities there. There are opportunities for investors, and there's opportunities mm-hmm. there for the community because maybe they weren't top of mind when the other solar systems were going in. So we're actually working on some of these right now. So I, exactly what's being referenced here, and I think that's a great thing, and I think that's something that really uh, is powerful for a community when you, people start thinking about energy and they start thinking about how they use their energy. I, I think it really is just an, a wonderful process, and it's exciting to think of that kind of being democratized. You know, um, yeah, and these these are the people we cannot leave behind through this whole energy revolution. Um, <laughs> Very good stuff. It's just going to get more and more expensive to use the traditional fuel right. sources. Right, and that's the other piece of the puzzle too. Right, the irony is that right. the lower income uh, uh, groups could actually be saddled with the cost of the infrastructure if we don't do uh, things correctly with how we deploy right. renewable energy. Not to mention right. carbon. Right. Not yep. to mention carbon. Yep. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's jump into Hawaii because there is some awesome stuff happening here in Hawaii, uh, Jay. We have this article yep. from Honolulu Civil Beat. We're actually running a little long on our news and events here, but let's just grab one from Hawaii, one from Maui if we can. Um, sure. So it's basically new solar pa- uh, panel tariff won't hurt Hawaii. So it's more of the same. This is from Honolulu Civil Beat. And they're talking about the, the, the tariffs, and they actually quantify – the, the, the delta, the increase in cost for your average solar system here in Hawaii. And uh, yep. it, we're talking about something like 3 to 4% of the system cost. Uh, it, you know, uh, for, uh, with these new tariffs in place. And that's actually a pretty small number. Uh, relatively speaking, but I mean, if, the nice thing about this is that it's not like one particular installer. Or one, I mean, everybody's got to deal with this. So you're going to see a little three to four percent bump in total system costs across the board, no matter who you ask to, to do your installation. Um, and it does come down relatively quickly. Hmm. Uh, it is it is a four is a four year. Yeah, four-year tariff mm-hmm. situation. Um, so it declines to less than 2% in the fourth year. So if you can or want to hold out uh, for a couple more years, you will see that uh, steadily decrease until the tariff expires. Yeah, so. and then, but but if you were to measure that against the uh, savings that you've uh, you've foregone, yes. you would, you know, of course, it's not going to pencil. So at the end of the day, right. it's really a wash from, from my perspective and what a lot of these articles seem to be saying. Um, and then let's let's move over to uh, Maui, Jay. Uh, there's something uh, exciting going on here uh, in Molokai, in our own backyard. What is what is that all about? Okay, so a uh, new solar project uh, could mean lower electric bills for Molokai residents. Um, this is a 2.7 megawatt project uh, that w- includes a 3 megawatt battery energy storage system expected to be end up running by the end of next year, so 2019, the end of 2019. Um but they just reached an agreement with um, Miko to uh, to purchase the energy from this project, and it's going to be up and running for 22 years, which is fantastic. Now, so this is Molok- too- Molokai is getting their first large-scale Molokai. solar. And Molokai, what does that do for the percentage? They don't even mention it in this article, do they? What is the percentage? Uh, not really. I had looked up um, the, in, in relation to the large Tesla build on Kauai, which was a really big, Big installations, 52 megawatt hours plus 13 uh, of battery, um, plus 13 megawatt of solar. So it's not 
nearly that size. Yeah, but in terms of like Molokai's consumption, actual population, the, the 30, 32, right? 3,200 customers. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and Sharon Suzuki, and by the way, we're, we're doing some outreach right now to try to get Sharon on air. We'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. Uh, Sharon, please come Thanks. on the solar coaster. And uh, uh, president of Maui Electric, she said that we're, um, uh, this is an important step towards 100% renewable energy. So I'm just interested to know, does that put them at 50 or 70 or 80? Where the heck are we? Right. I mean, it's, <laughs> it sounds like we're almost there. Right. So uh, that's we'll have to figure that out and then bring that back into the next show. So well, it is, it's an it's an important step because it is their first step. Right. Well, so they're doing they're, it's first a large scale install that they're finally doing um, where they are total. I don't think it matters quite so much. They're going to be along with us. Yep. every step of the way yep. and we have a state mandate by 2040 so <laughs> gonna you get know, there. and we got we got to do one last uh article here and this is definitely our longest news and events ever and by the way jay this is what happens when you pre-record two shows right we try to squeeze yeah, right. all our news and events in so the last couple of shows if you didn't pick it up we're actually pre-recorded everybody uh we took a little vacation <laughs> and so uh there are two uh utility programs were actually approved smart export and customer grid supply are open and ready to go right Yay, round of applause for yeah, that. Yeah, bravo. Finally approved Smart Export and Customer Grid Supply Plus variation of the of the CGS oh, program. So, yes. <laughs> so if you want to learn all about Smart Export, uh, where you can get compensated for energy and power from your batteries from 9 p.m. to 4 a.m. Is that what it says right there, Jay? And, uh, yep, 9 p.m. to 4 uh, or 4 p.m. No, to 9 a.m. 4 p.m. to 9 a.m. Correction, 4 p.m. Um, to 9 a.m. And then um, you can learn about that. I think it's uh, Maui has 14.4 uh, one cents as the tariff, as the compensation amount. Uh, yep. And there's some there's some scenarios where smart export actually may be very relevant. We'll talk about that. You can learn about that. We'll definitely be uh, discussing this at the uh, the kiosk for Maui Solar Project in the mall. And then customer yep. grid supply plus this is a backfeeding program where you don't necessarily need batteries. We have a backfeeding program, people. <laughs> the grid is not yep. closed, people. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Yep. Uh, this is, Maui. This is, this is a biggie. Yeah, yeah. that's a biggie. Twelve point one seven cents, uh, and then we can talk a little bit about how batteries may or may not play a role in your system in your CGS Plus system. So uh, there you go. Big news. Uh, we have. Now, what yep. just before you before you step away from the news? This is important. Um, these programs tend to reach capacity. Uh, applications start okay. on February twentieth. If you do want to get in on this, go to your solar installer yeah. and get in line because they do start to fill up quick <laughs> good good point thank you for bringing that up jay and i and i'm going to yeah. tell you what we're about to go to our commercial run and we're going once we yeah. get back from our commercial run, we're going to hear from jason fellerman all about cryptocurrencies and solar coin he's going to say something really interesting i think which is that everybody out there that has a solar system in maui and throughout hawaii and throughout the world has money they don't know about wow aloha and welcome to maui solar project it is easy to feel rejuvenated just stepping outside on a magnificent hawaiian day Maui Solar Project is here to help harness that energy you feel in your body and use it to power your homes and businesses. As Laura tells us, Maui harnessed the sun so as to slow its path across the sky. Join Maui Solar Project as we harness the sun's energy and slow Hawaii's dependence on fossil fuels. Call Maui Solar Project at 269-2352. MauiSolarProject.org. Tabuchi Electric. A leading worldwide inverter manufacturer presents the second generation of the eco-intelligent battery system, the IBIS. 
Tabuchi's grid-friendly system includes a high-efficiency inverter, stackable batteries, and integration with Jelly Software for the most adaptable battery storage system on the market. The system is optimized for energy management and cost performance. Maximize your solar investment with Tabuchi's electric eco-intelligent battery system. The Sonin Battery Eco is an energy storage solution that utilizes intelligent energy management software. The system is available in a variety of storage capacities and allows for expansion. Sonin Battery Eco allows you to save money by harvesting energy from your solar PV system and using that stored energy when rates are more expensive. Sonin Battery Eco is specifically designed to provide you and your family peace of mind in the event of power outage. Our unique power detection system will sense outages in real time and automatically switch over to battery power. See Sonin Battery Eco at sonin-battery.com. MIT-founded Pika Energy, makers of the Pika Energy Island, a smart energy management system that uses solar panels, lithium batteries, and intelligence to manage your energy and keep you powered even during outages. With a clean, intelligent alternative to grid power, you're in control of your energy future. Pika's Energy Island lets you manage electrical costs with HECO-ready self-supply functions. Pika's largest battery, the Harbor Plus, offers 16 kilowatt hours of stored energy and can power loads of up to 10 kilowatts. And if you need more capacity, just add a second or even third Harbor Smart battery to the same system for a maximum of 48 kilowatt hours of usable storage. Pika Energy, own your power. To learn more, visit pika-energy.com. Okay, those are our wonderful sponsors. Thank you so much for keeping us on the air. We really appreciate you guys. Thank you, sponsors. Yay. All right. <laughs> so uh, so uh, we are going to jump right into this amazing topic for our product focus today. It's uh, solar coin, Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, blockchain. There are so many words here that are new to me. I don't even know where to begin. And we have w wonderful Jason Fellman in here to help us out and kind of help us navigate some of these kind of things. I'm so excited to be here. It's great. It's really, great. you know, the Sultan of Solar. There is a lot of terms. There is a new, a, a whole new language in the space of cryptocurrencies. But you know, it's funny. Uh, we are here to talk about Solar Coin, which is the Bitcoin of solar. Mm. Uh, but there is more behind that too. And you know, you don't want to get too deep into uh, things without uh, talking about the language of cryptocurrency. But to make right. things really easy, when people say cryptocurrency or blockchain, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, let's make it really easy. The way it affects people is that instead of in the past where we always needed a bank, we needed to put money in the bank to use our cards or to write a check mm. to make transactions with other people. Now what blockchain technology does is it allows all those transactions to happen without a bank, mm. without a third okay. party. Right. And so that is, that is the, very, the most topical, easy way to take a look at it. If we were to just to go one layer deeper to try to understand what blockchain technology is, um, it's a uh, distributed open ledger that's transparent. So, um, you know, when you think about ledger or you think about um, uh, doing your books for your business or your home, you've got a list of all the transactions in and out that you've ever done. Now, today, most people, what that, what that means is that maybe they have um, that recorded at their bank. And if you or I were to do a transaction, it would be recorded. But it's also, uh, you know, uh, one of those things where it is just person to person. What distributed ledger technology does, what the blockchain does, is that every transaction is not only recorded, but is confirmed among all the millions of computers mm. that are part of the Bitcoin network. Not only is it confirmed, but it's transparent, meaning that you, me, or, or any kid in school can go and use something called a block explorer um, right on their computer and put in a Bitcoin address. And the Bitcoin address won't say who the person was or whatever, but you could say, well, this is my Bitcoin address and or this is the money or the Bitcoin I sent to another address and see the transactions there. 
So okay. it, that's why mm. it is uh, through both cryptography mm-hmm. and also this consensus of and total transparency. Mm. That's why it's uh, completely, um, um, it's not a, a hackable or a mutable thing. Someone can't decide to be the bad apple and say, oh, I'm just going to add a zero here mm. or this didn't happen in this ledger. It actually did happen. And in fact, all 50 million other computers that are using this have have confirmed this transaction. So that's amazing. What a great, great explanation. Thank you. Actually, really? Thanks. Yeah, Sometimes wow. I feel like I have a bunch of marbles in my mouth because <laughs> I've said it so many times and then you have to, you know, you really have to uh, share this. Uh, it, go slow. Well, you actually got this blockhead a little bit farther down the road with blockchain. <laughs> that just came out of the blue, by the way. That wasn't prepped. Um, but well I, I, I got a sense for, for really how it functions, and that's pretty mm-hmm. remarkable. So it sounds like it doesn't. My takeaway on that, on just the concept of cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. is that there is, uh, it's not necessarily living in one space. It's living in, in the entire community. Is that what I'm hearing? That's right. It's not just living in one computer. You can't call up 1-800-blockchain or Bitcoin or Monero or any of them and reach somebody that is sitting on top of a bunch of servers that's in charge. Hmm. It has a little bit of a life of its own. And if you were to talk to any programmer today and what they're excited about, what is the big difference between now and years ago, is that they write some algorithms and it lives everywhere. Wow. It doesn't just live in one spot, and it's actually its lifeblood is the fact that it lives everywhere and is confirmed by everywhere, all the computers on the network, and is transparent to anyone on or off the network. Okay, okay, so this is just this is amazing to me already. We haven't even got the solar coin yet. Yeah, right? we haven't even gotten the solar coin. So, <laughs> so Jason, Jason, I know that you've got some enthusiasm and some you know background and excitement in this, and you got some ideas of what's going on. From one of the things that occurs to me as well, the second kind of core thing is that if I'm a government that likes to control my currency, I don't mm-hmm. think I'm really excited about there being another currency. Is it is it something that governments are wary well, of? Well, you know, or are they um, as suspicious as, of because or? I'm not a well because I'm not a. Um, a political expert, but I do follow the news. And um, just to keep it really brief and easy, every time you've heard, oh, Bitcoin is dead or, or it's, it's dead, it's not working, it's always come back. And every time you've heard on the news, uh, oh, uh, this country so-and-so wants to make it illegal, mm. which is what we call fear and doubt. What it actually was in many of those cases with South Korea and Japan, um, they said, oh, we, you know, they're, they're going to make this illegal or they're going to, you know, but really all they were doing was that they were regulating it. Mm. When a country says we want to regulate this and put rules in place to protect everyone and also so that we can tax it, mm-hmm. you know it's there for the long haul. Mm-hmm. So the tax incentive alone for governments, like ah, the American so right. uh, government mm. and the IRS are very excited Oh, about so this true. year. There's another way to look at this. Same right. with wow. Japan, same with South Korea, same with China. Um, no matter what fear and doubt you hear about cryptocurrency, um, I would encourage you to go take a look at the tax laws in these other countries uh-huh. and see they are really chomping at the bit. No so kidding. excited to get a percentage. So there's wow. an incentive there for governments to regulate, a get huge, engaged, and yes. support. This. So when you hear regulation, it's a good thing. Wow. It keeps out the shysters. It keeps right. out um, any of the the shenanigans mm-hmm. that a you know a new technology or a new thing would uh, you know obviously have with it right so it is it's being made safer mm-hmm. and being more organized so it can be taxed by governments and there is there is no government that is um, that uh, right now that I know of like I said I'm not a political expert that is 
actively against mm, it. Mm. And in fact, the last SEC meeting in, in Washington, a lot of the regulators that were there, none of them sounded, you can find it online, none of them sounded negative. In fact, all of them sounded positive, like, we want to regulate this. This is exciting. We, this is exciting. exciting. We want to put rules around it. So it's not going away. It's something that that um, is incentivized to the world all the way from us normal people all the way up to the political class. Okay, and then we're seeing it all across the world right now. Jay, what say you? We started talking about this last night. Verkart, I'm gonna say Verkart. Verkart, what are your thoughts on this? Um, help me help me get a take from, from Verkart's perspective. Okay, well I can absolutely confirm that the, the whole Japan connection, I've been in Japan for the past couple of weeks and it is all over the news. Uh, the interesting thing is they're calling it binary here, which is odd to me because binary to me, I, I, so I program microcontrollers, binary is the languages of ones and zeros, but uh, that is what it is. Um, but it's, it's all over the news here, it's become a very popular thing. Um, anything that grows the, the, at the exponential rate that these cryptocurrencies are growing uh, is a very attractive target for taxation mm -hmm. because there, there are obviously limits. It's a short-term capital game that is absolutely mon monstrous, right? And they get to tax that in a very different way. So, <laughs> so it's it very be. true. It's very true. Yeah, yeah. yeah the long, the long, taxed. the long term is is half of what the short-term taxes. And right. uh, you know, and I was reading an article, uh, you know, just about the size, the 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 market size of all cryptocurrencies, mm -hmm. which is really just a drop in the bucket compared to say what, like a G twenty, um, you know, the the amount of finance and money that is out there. But the thing is, is that everyone's taking notice because there's nothing else that has ten x gains in less than a year. Right. The right. whole market. Right. And we're not just talking about one little thing. The whole market is massive. Right. Um, the other thing is that they're, they're treating it very much like a commodity these days um, where it, it's a thing like gold. You can buy and sell gold. It's 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 a legitimate commodity. Um, the issue came when people were talking about making actual coins. And if you remember back way back in the late 90s, early 2000s, there was a gentleman on Oahu uh, making uh, his own coins a private currency <laughs> and and uh it's uh, bernard von nothaus was his name uh, actually still is his name i don't think he's dead um but <laughs> but uh but he started the the royal hawaii mint company and he was actually minting his own liberty dollars so he would be able to go into the the mint company and and give him u.s dollars and get a gold or silver silver liberty american liberty dollar uh printed by this guy uh and he had an exchange rate in the whole damn deal sorry um but the uh but they uh, they shut him down in 2007, I think, uh -huh. uh, completely because he was basically um, it's it's illegal to make your own currency, and yet yet he ran for almost 10 years. He was up and running for almost 10 so years. So how does this differ? How is, what, how is what's happening now different from uh, that? Well, uh, if I could chime in uh, <laughs> right now, most of the most of the cryptos are being classed and treated like securities. Mm -hmm which mm. is, like you said, commodities, as, uh, but a security a little different because there's rules about buying and trading and selling them on the open market, not really making a straight brand new kind of money. Mm -hmm. So right. that, that, I, I, like, I like on the SolarCoin uh, website, the fact, right? What is SolarCoin? Right in the, they compare it to air miles. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. an incentive. It's, it's a reward it's, program, yeah, essentially. It's, yeah, it's not, a, it's not illegal to have air miles. Therefore... <laughs> 
right, <laughs> right. And, and so, so here's a, that's that's amazing. So here, here we're we're still talking about cryptocurrencies. We're gonna break into so, uh, solar coins specifically shortly. There are a couple of things about cryptocurrencies that I do want to address before we get you know further down the road. You know, one of them is this article on CNET, and I think it was back in what oh, February 15. So that would be yesterday. Uh, Bitcoin. It says big investing, but still lousy for buying a sandwich. What does that mean? Yeah. We're talking about is it, is, it, <laughs> is so people are thinking of it as a currency. In actuality, it's more like a security. So is it that it's not quite as movable as the money that we're accustomed to using or, or liquid as the money that we're accustomed to using? Uh, well, the thing about Bitcoin is that since it's a massive rise in price in 2017, the cost for the miners or for the transactions has come uh, a lot higher. Bitcoin wasn't designed to be lightning fast. Um, it, so it's slow mm. in its transaction compared to a lot of things. And it's a little bit, uh, it can be pricey, maybe not as, as pricey as some bank fees, but it can mm -hmm. be pricey. Mm -hmm. But the answer to that is, and why um, for many years there's been Litecoin, and there's Monero, mm -hmm. and there's Dash. These are other forms of cryptocurrency. Other forms of cryptocurrency that basically their transaction time is lightning fast. Okay. The cost for using it is very quickly. So in the near future, you're not going to use Bitcoin to go buy a cup of coffee. You're going to be holding on to Bitcoin as you would a security or a commodity like gold or silver or even real estate. It's uh, the core developers of uh, Bitcoin at this point. They, they even state that Bitcoin should and they want it to be a gold or a store of value as opposed to Bitcoin Cash. And I don't want to get too deep into cryptos with a stick with SolarCoin, <laughs> but which was designed as a forked off of Bitcoin, designed to have much faster transaction times and lower transaction fees. Gotcha, gotcha. So we're really talking about two different things here. We're talking yep. about two different things. Got it, got it, got Bitcoin it. Bitcoin okay. is, the, is the gold of cryptos. So gold as well is kind of lousy for buying a... Uh, yeah, you wouldn't walk a, around with a big gold a coin. Sandwich, right? Yeah, you <laughs> I mean, Jersey Mike's with a big gold... Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Jersey Mike would love it, but boy, it'd be hard to give change. Right. Very good. So you got that one answered really off. great. Thank you so much for that. Yep. Okay. So that being said, I mean, that, that for me, that kind of gets my head around the basics of crypto and Bitcoin, I think, right? Yeah, that's a good start. Right? A good, good start. start. So now let's talk about this thing that kind of blew my mind yesterday when you brought it into our meeting, mm -hmm. SolarCoin, right? And SolarCoin. So I think, as I understand it, there's some, there's some uh, criticisms about the, the environmental component of Bitcoin because mining all all of that Bitcoin requires use of energy. Energy is often from fossil fuels. Yes. And then we're talking about what kind of impact is this? Solar coin is the one crypto where the environmental impact of mining cryptos is baked. The solution is baked into the cake what? with solar coin. Well, they're pre-mined, right? I mean, that's that's, um, uh, that's uh, the, uh, the majority <laughs> of them are right now. They have pre they have pre-mined them, and but they right. plan they they plan on and they're being held. Uh, so if we back up a little bit, SolarCoin is a philanthropic foundation. Mm -hmm. What they want to do is they want to use this crypto and give it away to people who are producers of solar energy, whether they're a tiny little residential or a whole solar farm. This is, and it will be, it's right in their mission statement. They want to use this as an incentive to switch over to a solar-based economy. So, you know, um, we, we, can, um, we can look at a lot of ideas of what are the incentives behind solar from tax incentives and, and things like this that. But what this does is it, it, it goes across national and state regulations. 
it goes across all sorts of 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 barriers where you you know just like the way that Sears or Amazon might right here is an incentive like miles uh, you so yeah, we can get into the the little bit of the nitty-gritty it's actually pretty easy of how solar coin works and uh, what what your kilowatts translate into but at the end of the day you get free solar coins from this philanthropic Foundation. So let's 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 uh, absolutely. That's a, and that's a great explanation. And just to, uh, back up a little bit, Jay. If you recall, we met a fella in SPI. Was it SPI Vegas at the Mandalay Bay Vegas. at the yep. Aloha party? There were probably about ten thousand solar geeks at a party at the Mandalay Bay Hotel. We were there with our recorder, walking around interviewing these kids before, right? And we run into this fella, and he starts talking about solar coin. And me and Jay are like, "What? The like, size of the question marks on our head." We're huge, yep. right? And then, and then we went in specifically to interview you guys. You got to interview our CEO, and it was actually not a solar coin guy. He was a um, a, a, a home energy system monitoring uh, company called Smappy, of which Jay got a, a system and he put it on his house. Yep. And he's been watching. And Smappy is a really interesting technology where you can uh, get an, a, a character identified by different devices all around your house. It kind of learns, mm -hmm. and then it, uh, it it helps you to potentially manage through smart plugs the use of that energy. Did I sum it up roughly correctly, Jay? Yeah, absolutely. That's In fact, it's funny. I got I got a, I got a message yesterday saying uh, you've I've identified your new vacuum cleaner. Well, thank you very much. Told <laughs> me <laughs> <laughs> exactly when I was using my vacuum. They did it all automatically. It's actually really nice. But the interesting thing about it was that they were going to go in and because they they monitor both generation and use. So the Smappy system will be a, one of those monitoring systems that will be approved by the Solar Coin Foundation as a legitimate. Um, proof of generation and so this is they were describing solar coin the solar coin that right. fellerman's talking about right now that is what the belgian ceo of smappy was telling us in correct spi okay got it correct. got it all right yes. so it's the same one in the same right so this this is out there these ideas are there but uh and, and but now we're, we're we're let's learn about solar coin and what solar coin is like in its purest form what do we, what do we got here well i think we covered the basics where we're talking about it's a philanthropic idea people who generate uh solar power at any level are um, are able to receive solar coins and basically it's a really easy process all that they need to do is go through their installer and um, come up with some paperwork and go online and they just uh, once the solar coin foundation approves them basically verifying that they yes indeed they do generate power and this is how much their nameplate of kilowatts is mm -hmm. or you know or bigger whatever it is then uh there's a they then they reward coins based on how much power that you generate now if you uh break it down and say you have a small residential system um we're not talking about uh uh you know a huge uh, uh, treasure, pirate's treasure worth of solar coins dropping down onto a... But what happens is, is that interestingly enough, um, anyone who is interested in crypto or might want to get crypto or mine crypto now or in the future, they don't necessarily need to do that. They can get their solar coins. They can hold on to them and wait for the value to go up. Now, uh, solar coin topped out about a month ago at about two dollars and fifty cents. It started in two thousand fourteen. It was just a couple of cents, and um, you know that's that's a huge rise and should rise more and more. Now, you take that 
and you hold on to those solar coins on any open exchange for cryptocurrency, you can exchange those coins for Bitcoin or um, Litecoin or whatever. And depending on what state you're in and your use of exchanges, you could change that into cash. This is amazing. So, so let me let me understand here. So, if if everybody that's listening to this show that has a solar system, there's something in the territory of about thirteen thousand people, I think. Last time if I you, checked, yes. If you live in Hawaii and you've had a uh, solar panels installed on your roof, retroactively since I believe September of two thousand ten. Okay, so January one. So January one. January one. January one. I, I did. I did look that up. I ran into it yesterday. I'm actually an early nip. This is the ex- long time listeners will know. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, I lose a couple of years. He tried to set himself up last night. But, by the way, <laughs> uh, I did, yeah, I he's did. working on solar coin right now. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so if if you've had solar panels since 2010, retroactively, once you sign up with the Solar Coin Foundation, they will reward you solar coins for all the power you've produced in the last eight years. Okay, so uh, just hold, 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 the, hold the train. Hold the train. <laughs> so uh, for all the people out there in Hawaii, right, we've got about, I think, a half a million utility account holders throughout the state of Hawaii, right, somewhere in that territory. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Maui, we've got about 60,000 utility account holders, maybe about 13,000 or so of them, maybe more now, mm-hmm. have a NAM system, right? Yes. And so if all of those people right now, if they've been installed for one, two, five, ten, up to this 2010, January. Eight, about eight years. Eight years. They can retroactively uh, they can sign up and then retroactively get that value. They'll be awarded a solar coin yes. right away. They'll be rewarded their solar coins retroactively since 2010, and they can take those solar coins and uh, exchange that for Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency and later on cash if they want to. And how much uh, generation equals one solar coin? Right now, they they have a metric, but it's approximately... I think it's one megawatt hour. It's one megawatt hour. Yeah. And so if you did the 365 times, and it comes out, and then you do the, the math, but basically a small system, you're talking maybe 14 coins in a year. That much? Yeah, 12 coins. Depends. Well, it depends what's small that, and not, big. I'm, I'm not sure. Because a megawatt yeah. hour, Jay, what, what do you say yeah. you on this? A megawatt yeah, hour I'm not, is a, I'm not. I think we got like, our yeah, zeros mixed up on that one. Oh, so, so <laughs> yeah. about, what, about, one, about three then. Maybe, so if, yeah. it, if you're, um, we'll have to do some math on this, but a yeah. megawatt yeah, hour is so quite a bit of juice, yeah. right? So yeah. uh, my take on that is it's probably in the territory of the, of the lifetime of the existing system. For 25 Jay, years. Jay, how about you? What, do you get a sense to do the math for yours? Did you? you yeah, just... that's, that's mine. I, I haven't gone through the calculator yet um, because I, have, I don't have my documentation with me. Right. Uh, so I haven't, I haven't been able to get in there and actually do that. There is a, do, there is a calculator on... Okay. Um, on the See, that's what we so, need. So, so we were all we, going there. <laughs> we were all having a rough time figuring this one out yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the no. the bottom line is that you're. You, I think the takeaway here is that it's retroactively applied. Yes. That if you have a solar system installed, you can go in, you can log in, and you can get what is effectively a currency, a money, retroactive a, a value. credit. Yeah, retroactive everybody has credit. money on the yeah, retroactive, <laughs> Air mile? retroactive reward for being part of the solar economy. This is awesome. And then this is then now that just if we take a look at that right there as, as an additional incentive, right? If we kind of hold that is, issue of the calculation, we'll figure that out and we'll, we'll dial it in and do a couple examples. We got four minutes here. But the thing that blows my mind about this that I really love is that, you know, for solar, there are a handful of different incentives. There's, hey, I want to be, um, I want to save money against my utility bill. There's, hey, I want to get tax credits in order to help me do that. Hey, we just talked about another incentive and quantifying it about resiliency against the grid, the grid going down, another another incentive, whoa. And then what's this other one? This other one is this 
kind of it's very it's this notion of I, I tend to think of the tragedy of the commons, right? It's like our 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 our, our from microeconomics in college, mm -hmm. right? You got an MBA, Jonah. You remember this one? Mm -hmm. So the uh, the the you know this this world of ours is not being uh, you know protected because nobody necessarily thinks they own it, right? There's carbon there's carbon uh, trade trading ideas being floated, all these different stuff. But if people can get incentivized by doing this wonderful thing, there's this other incentive out there, right? So they're able to be, yep. be rewarded uh, for taking care of right. the earth. Right. I mean, this is yeah. remarkable. I'm, I'm actually I'm actually on the uh, right. the Solar Coin chat group right now, and I'm getting I've got a comment from uh, Mr. Limberg. Uh, so one thing one thing that I think it's great about the Solar Coin is the reward system for that other people can buy rewards from you for a known value at the exchange, um, and it's easily exchanged to anything, unlike frequent flyer miles or customer loyalty programs. And you can also hold your coins and stake them to earn interest. So this is an interesting thing. I had asked this question to the group like an hour before um, we had actually started. And one of the things that makes the whole uh, blockchain network work, any of these uh, cryptocurrencies, is participation. Mm. They need to keep a certain number of uh, nodes on the network to validate other transactions. And so they incentivize this by actually giving you 2% uh, annually, I believe, oh, so uh, of, any, of any coins you stake. So as you, because they need uh, systems on the network to validate transactions among the network. So they will go and uh, they actually give you 2% on any coins you keep in the system while running. You just run your wallet in, in stake. There, there, is, there, is, there is, yeah, there is no risk, but it's just like, if you were mining Bitcoin or whatever else, but it's just there to validate Perfect. transactions of other coins. Perfect. And then, so we got two minutes, gentlemen, and I want to you know, cover wow. one more point while we're while we're, we're wrapping down. I want to give Jason an opportunity to plug his his uh, various uh, initiatives out here. But I mean, when I when I see uh, there's another concept here, which is that you're able to um, mine this Bitcoin, or I'm sorry, mine cryptos, but also solar coin moving forward with your solar system. So if you have a solar system and you have excess generation and you're not consuming, you want to use that energy, you could use that energy with mining equipment effectively, right? You could, you could mine you could mine equipment, you could mine Bitcoin, many of the other cryptos right at home. You can do it very basically with a computer that's got a graphic card or you can step it up and get an expensive Chinese ASIC microchip miner. Right. Um, but if you have, the idea is though, is that if you have solar on your roof, Mining becomes not only profitable, but it becomes ecologically um, viable. So we're no longer creating. I don't. This. I don't know about yeah. profitable. I've, I've, <laughs> I've looked at those miners. I've thought about it long and hard. Well, yeah. you know, that's the thing. It is a tricky game. Some people are doing really well. The idea, though, is that it's not. It's not to be taken lightly. It's something that you well, you should sure. find uh, professionals to help you with. Okay. Well, and on that note, um, uh, what I do is uh, I have a small consulting business called Why Bitcoin Solutions. You can find us on Facebook, and uh, we help people uh, just get online and learn more about cryptos and maybe how. To use them um, and the best known methods uh, for uh, uh, getting into the world of cryptocurrency. Excellent. Well, we can't thank you enough, uh, Jason Fellerman. Uh, for helping us understand cryptocurrency and solar coin in such a spectacular way. I feel like I've been educated, you know, in a really great way today. Thank you. Jason, any last words? Uh, we'll be putting all these resources up on the website. Uh, check the uh, the stream. Listen again because it's an awful lot of information Absolutely. to take in. Do appreciate the time, Jason. Appreciate it. And uh, how about you, Jonah? Anything last words Just here? Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. Follow, like, subscribe on YouTube. Hey, we are the uh, Solar Coaster. We are sponsored by Maui Solar Project, Tabuchi Electric America, Sonin Battery, and Pika Energy. And we have my daughter, Julia, right here. Stand up, Julia, and say hi and goodbye. Ciao, ciao. A future crypto. Come on. Hello. <laughs>
No, not <laughs> okay. a future <laughs> cryptocurrency Julia. user uh, in, in the future. So thanks so much for tuning in to the Solar Coaster, folks. Have a wonderful weekend. Aloha.